The views and opinions expressed on WXOJLP are solely those of the original hosts of their respective programs. These views and opinions do not necessarily represent those of Valley Free Radio Incorporated, its volunteers, or any other hosts, guests, or programs on this station. Hello, everybody. This is Stefan Ward-Wheaton, interim host, interloper, and sometimes executive producer of Civil Politics. That's where you're at on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP, Northampton, 103.3 FM, here with our usual stalwart, Sue Timberlake. <laughs> yes. yes. Workmanlike, right? Yes, yeah. exactly. Always show up with the documents. And, of course, <laughs> Dr. Roberts, John <laughs> Roberts on the board. and uh, Sorry, call uh, me Justice. Justice on the boards <laughs> and... Uh, well, on our on our socials <laughs> and in speaking of uh, social media and ways to talk to us you can uh, find us on Twitter at civil politics FM and we have our Facebook page facebook.com slash civil politics radio um, you can email us civil politics radio at gmail.com and of course you can find our blog which has um, archive links of previous episodes at www.civilpoliticsradio.com on facebook and on twitter i believe uh the hashtag civil references is uh one you can use during the show to kind of collate the links and uh fact checking that uh genre will be posting um um i uh typed something wrong uh, when I was giving you the information, oh. it is civil politics radio at valleyfreeradio.org. Ah, not there Gmail. you have it. Sorry, I have way too many emails that I keep track of. <laughs> Same, um, TBH. So <laughs> it's val- civil politics radio at valleyfreeradio.org. Yes, there you have it, folks. So, so get at us. Um, we are doing our uh, usual roundup of uh, news and uh, politics and uh, everything else under the sun that we can fit into an hour. Uh, Mr. Mike Dow is away this week. He will be back soon enough, for, uh, our regular host. In the meantime, I'm uh, manning this captain's chair such as it is as best I can. Um, Welcome back. <laughs> thank you. By it's the way. it's nice to be you. back. Yeah, it's, really it's, missed you. It's been a few months now. Yeah, I think yeah. the last time I was here was for the uh, tw- 2018 midterm coverage. Yeah, oh, so, yeah. it was. Yeah, which was which was also pretty you fun. You are to a do. glutton for punishment, aren't you? I, yeah, <laughs> I, just, I just can't get I enough. I think that this drives all week, of us. It really does. We do this show all, all the time, time. Yeah. for free. For free. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Amazingly enough. Well, and it's been another banger of a week, hasn't it? Oh, uh, uh, headbanger. Um, a headbanger of the week, if, for those of you who are more metallically inclined. Um, the Mueller report is, I think, our big news and uh, one that we have to start with, you know. Um, so, yeah, obviously, this isn't, uh, this is the uh, redacted report that's available for the public but not the bar um, summary this is the right. report itself yeah. yes the bar summary was released a few weeks ago and was the subject of much speculation and, and angst in certain quarters um but now we're uh, it's it was just released yesterday i believe um right. so we are Isn't still amazing it feels like a week already it really does <laughs> i'm i am i full disclosure i'm still catching up on a lot of this i've I, you know i've i've gone through a lot of the um uh, summaries and sort of quarterbacking analysis and you know my, my my thought is always to the political so I'm you know if if there are details in the um, 
in the summaries of the two volumes or in elsewhere in the report that you all want to tease out, please do. Um, but I think maybe we should uh, maybe we should start with the big picture, sort of what where we stand and how this plays into what inevitably is the 2020 election, because that is, I, I think, the electoral and political kind of um, environment that this is taking place in is is something we can't get past. So, so well, and and Sue, you are you're our token Republican. We like to you know trot you out so we Uh-oh. can beat up on your party. Oh, as they say. <laughs> what's your sense of how this kind of whole um, delivery of of the Mueller report has been received in? Republican circles, um, both Trump favorable and maybe less Trump favorable. Um. Oh boy, what a big question! Yeah, for <laughs> putting you on the spot person. a little bit. Well, I like you know I like Chris Christie, and he said something very intuitive about three or four weeks ago. In that, while they might have been trying to collude, actually conspire mm-hmm. with the Russians, that they weren't organized organized <laughs> enough to. Yeah, and it's that's come, my feeling. Yeah, and it's come to be somewhat true that. Trump tried a lot, and his, you know, his... <laughs> his own incompetence, uh, I think, s- saved him well, from the Well, and people chief around him felt that they could basically ignore his direct orders. And right. so, I, you know, there's sort of the law and order part of me that says, oh, boy, you know, shouldn't they have quit mm-hmm. and said, he just asked me to do X, Y, Z? Like the, the fellow that just took over Homeland Security, you know, he, he piped up and said, oh, Trump just told me, don't worry about doing something illegal, I'll pardon you. So <laughs> it, it, it's sort of, if you're a law and order Republican, I think you have a lot of trouble with sort of the the underbelly of this. Mm -hmm. And I did just want to say, sort of in the broad context, that you can get your own copy of the report. I know you can get it online, but the government printing office will print you out one in color, and it's only like nine bucks. And so it's nice. a cheap charts in color. Yeah. Well, no, the the redacts are in color and says what the what the um, different why they redacted different right, things. Right. A little explanation. Right. Yes. Yeah. 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 But anyway, so you can get that from the government. So you can get a framed one if you really love this <laughs> so much that you want it. But you your... could get one that doesn't have. That would be a more of a shadow yeah. box thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, online, a lot of them have summaries by other people. They, you know, yes. it isn't all the Mueller report. And I, I want to read the thing for myself. All really 400 do. I do. And I read the Reagan tax plan in 1980. <laughs> and I read, um, you know, the Warren report. And so there, I want to read it for myself. There are. Sure. I will post a link to, to uh, PDFs. I did actually get a PDF of the actual report. Well, the one that he released was not actually searchable. Uh, so some uh, company oh. like CNN actually released a searchable version. Yeah, they turned it converted uh, back. They yeah. optically scanned so, it. So um, yeah. they uh, they that's where I got my version. So I can I can put up that link and I can um, nice and I can actually send you the actual file. So, <laughs> um, but but anyway, yeah, so the government read. printing office they didn't even have the the insignia up yet, and you could order it. Right, it's like they hadn't. They're so slow; they haven't put the picture up of that says the Mueller report. Yes, yeah. So yeah. you know your government at work. So sort of first of all, the law and order part really bothers me. It bothers a lot of law and order Republicans. I think mm-hmm. just the 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 Michigans and stuff that's clear. I mean, when you look at some of the report that I have looked at. It, it's really um, sort of scary yeah. about how the government's functioning. And uh, so that's sort of the, the big takeaway. The other thing I would think about is, you know, for Barr's um, 
history with the Rand Contra and all that, I think this dooms his reputation once and for all, because he he did not do us a service by making that summary that was not reflective of, in my opinion, of the actual report. So yeah. it's sort of like you have a lot more sort of misinformation and process. There's a couple of things that we can talk about later, and I, I actually haven't been able to find them yet, but maybe we can see if they actually are in the report because they're pretty important if they're, if they're in there. So. so just on a broad scale, I think a lot of Republicans are having trouble with what's actually in the report. Mm. Trump has turned on his own staff today. Yeah, and yeah, um, yeah. you know, sort of. Yesterday was all sweetness and light, and today is, you know, best day ever type stuff. Yeah, yeah and today, <laughs> so, I I guess in some ways I feel it's it's great for the country that the report exists. Mm-hmm. I hope Congress, who just subpoenaed it, does get an unredacted copy because they need it because that's they're actually the court system for the president. They're right. not. And and so there's a lot of sort of moving targets with it, but I also feel very sad about um, what the Russians did and sort of uh, what they did to the election. And um, I feel that we were kind of flat-footed, and I blame that a little bit on Obama. I, I was actually going to say the same thing. It was really clear. I think part of it was because um, President Obama wanted uh, Putin and the Russians to play ball on the Iran nuclear deal. He... And and also his focus, I think, has was on China, especially for the latter part of his term, and the and kind of the Pacific Rim countries. Yeah, he oh, kind right. of TPP dropped, and all that. Right, yep. and and you you had like Susan Rice kind of basically sort of um, you know telling people to stand down a little bit when they, when they came. Uh, members of you know her staff came to her saying, uh, "We you know let's should we push back on this? Should we should we should we launch you know counter operations?" Yeah. And you know, um, yeah, it's and they I'm, didn't want to politicize it exactly because they really wanted Russia to stop, right? But they didn't want to. It's almost like they were afraid to act because they thought it would be too political or something. I, I don't know. It's very odd time. And yeah, and it's also like I'm I'm a little I find that. There's a, I, I'm a little skeptical and have been skeptical of sort of, um, sort of seeing Russians in our our morning tea type thing. You know, yes. it feels yeah. a little Red Scare esque. And, and I grew up with it, so it's like, oh yeah, I remember. This. I think this it's really very familiar. Easy. Yeah, yes. especially for you know, not to draw out the age thing, but I'm really noticing it with people who grew up during the Cold War in their formative years and people younger my age. There seems to be a, a willingness, and I, I, I think it's a little cynical of Democrats. They've kind of played into that narrative yeah. because it, it, it fits, you know. And and there's there is fire behind the smoke. They obviously wanted Invaded to Crimea and, and, and yeah, yeah. And the GRU was you know publishing publishing Facebook posts and 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 getting them to spread. Yeah, but um, it's not a fearful thing. It's yeah. not fearful, whereas for my generation, it's not really fearful, but I remember being fearful. Right. Yeah, it's sort of but a it's funny... Almost, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it's a sign of how sort of weak and fragmented the body politic has become. Because to, from my perspective, it's easy to forget Russia is like, has been a, other tiny. than... <laughs> well, yeah, and in term, they're not nearly in terms of power ability to project hard power they're not and soft power they're not what they used to be and it's they they had been buoyed in the 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 2000s into this decade by the natural gas and oil boom and they were able to ride off that so you know that that boosted their economy but 
I think their ability to in they got first of all they got really lucky. They got extreme. I mean, they ended up with a candidate in Trump who they you know, they found easy to manipulate and who's um, and kind who of, was willing on some level to. Oh yeah, I think I think you know it's clear that. I think if if he had been able to execute the deals like with the Trump Tower in Moscow, for example, that they talk about here that he wanted to, he probably would have, and that would have served as le- at leverage we, at the very least. And we may still discover there's a lot of money because none of that, a right. lot of those records have not, Mueller couldn't get a lot of things that were encrypted or weren't volunteered or, yeah, you know, and there's things that were done. Um, yeah, yeah. And so it's possible that there's still something out there, although I don't think the Democrats will find it, forgive me, because I just can't imagine Congress being able to be more organized than Mueller. Yeah, I don't, and I don't think, and not they don't in have the, the next, tools. Yeah. you know, 18 months or whatever, before, yeah. which is when they want to do it, before the election. Um, yeah, if Mueller couldn't get it, I think it's probably pretty hard to get. And, yeah, and it's... Or maybe it doesn't <sighs> exist, I should say, but I, 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 I think money has changed hands, I, I do. Oh, yeah. Well, and also, this is kind of like, I suspect Mueller had to um, step very carefully, because if when you get into where money is changing hands in politics, there's a lot of dirt. And, you know, and he wants Congress, Mueller wants Congress to be able to, I mean, when I read this report, it's, again, it's divided into two volumes. One is evidence uh, regarding uh ch- charges conspiracy. of collusion conspiracy conspiracy yeah, yeah that's the and there's another basically evidence of cons- obstruction yeah. and i think now that the collusion part has basically it's it's non-prosecutable at at least at the level that i think um many were hoping it would be no so, smoking gun but yeah lots also. of circumstantial evidence and lots of sort of demonstrated desire to do on trump's part to obfuscate. Inner circle. Yeah. yeah and the encrypted phones and stuff i mean that's the other part of this that you know the right that, um the kushner and company had yeah, yeah. it's it's uh, it's such a clown show i mean that really it's a lot of this especially on the obstruction side we kind of knew already and i think actually that is in some ways, um, it doesn't give the punch that Democrats might have wanted because a lot of like he, he tweets about he's tweeted about this like uh, you know when it, uh, the and and Comey's uh, also Comey's previous testimony before Congress he talked a lot about his role in this, um, so this kind of serves more as a summary of what's been happening over the last two years as this investigation has unfolded. Um, and so I'm thinking that this is actually this puts Democrats in a difficult position because we were talking about this before the show the the kind of um, insurgent tier of elect of progressive Democrats uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez uh, Rashida Tlaib for two uh, Congresswomen and um, also presidential candidates in like uh, Elizabeth our own Elizabeth Warren yeah. have called for impeachment proceedings. Yeah. Um, but it's it's going to be difficult. I mean, even even Adam Schiff, who was like one of the biggest, um, you know, boosters, Cheer, I think, cheerleaders for impeachment. Right. Kind of, yeah. He, he kind of <laughs> came out, I think it was either yesterday or early today and said, well, like speaking as somebody you with know, my legal experience, like you don't really want to initiate 
proceedings like this if you don't think you're going to get it. And, and with the Senate the way it is. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. The Senate it has actually shipped, you know, this was the weird bifurcated result of the 2018 elections was Democrats took the House in, in a pretty big wave, but the Senate sh- moved actually more, I think Republicans right. gained two or three seats. So yeah. it's they're in a more difficult position there, and then that, of course, is where these proceedings would take place. And so. where is the public? That's the other piece, because exactly. th- you know, I think people are still trying to figure it out, you know, when they listen to their news shows, right. people listen to their own little bubble, and uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see sort of, does this just go away next week or the week after, or does... You know, does something else sort of yeah. come out that motivates people, or are we on to the next? Because sometimes our attention spans pretty. Well, that's uh, yeah. I mean, that if that is absolutely clear, <laughs> if clear, if nothing else. And Mitch else, McConnell will um, kill it if he can. If he can, you oh, know. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, and 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 he can based just based on the pure, you know, um, even a, even a, my, a large minority in the Senate could probably kill impeachment proceedings if they really wanted to, but. It, having a majority is makes it really really difficult short of a smoking gun and the smoking gun isn't really here and i think in We're some sort ways of the, immune to it because we keep hearing the same stories over and every right. horrified two years ago you know it's sort of like watching the um oh what was the the video the rodney king's video Oh, that's what yeah. the prosecutors, uh, the defendants did. The defending attorneys, they played the video over and over and over again till till the jury, it wasn't yeah. as shocking. And it's like, oh my God, that's a tactic. And so we've I been know. shocked for two years. And and it's yeah, and and think of how much more inured we are to that kind of. Shocking. He's normalized the, the behavior. Normalized. That's right. what uh, I was looking he's, for. The, all the tweeting and all the all the public outrages, usually that is kept within closed doors and when mm-hmm. it comes out it's shocking and when it does come and when he does do that it's shocking but it's shocking less and less because it's normalized right uh we people get used to it like if you see if you're a person that loves horror movies <laughs> like if you've seen the entire saw franchise mm-hmm. uh by the last one by you're the not... last one it's like oh some some guy's uh thumb got cut off uh, yeah. Along with the rest of his hand in a in a shredder or something, and then me comes along like, oh my god, <laughs> you know, like yeah. that's it, that's just what happens. Um, which uh, it it might be a strategy. I don't think it would be a strategy. It just is how he is. Probably. It's just how he is and how it works out. Honestly, mm. read. I mean, I went through the whole thing. Let not all both summaries last night. Jesus, but yeah. um. <laughs> The the from from Thank the way you for that, sending those by the way. Yes. Yeah, sure. Um so the uh the the takeaway from his behavior is that he acts you know, like everybody knows, he acts like a mob boss. He the, <laughs> not a good one. Not no, a very good mob boss oh, either. Well act, I mean not not like in profit, <laughs> but <laughs> um he ain't got caught yet. Well. So he's never been in jail. True. He's never had an overwhelming fine. He's gone through bankruptcy like a f- fifty times, and he's still rich. I think it's five, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank <laughs> yeah. you. Thank Just you very much. I thought it was, actually, I thought it was like six or seven. Is it six? It might yeah, have been six. I think it was six. <laughs> yeah. But um, still, it like more than usual. The average bear. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you know he's still out there stealing picnic baskets. You know. <laughs> yes. <Yeah>, so. <laughs> yeah. 
Hey, boo boo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. I mean, that's that's the thing. He 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 has normalized it. He normalize he. I think what he he's what he does normalizes it in his life, and then uh, when he does other crazy stuff, it's not as bad because people around him are like, yeah, I guess. Yeah. You know, they're just exasperated and they're like, fine, you know, uh, and that has that that way of thinking and that and the way that he's acting is just on a national stage now. But it's the same thing. You said that there are some Republicans and I hadn't heard what Romney said, but I'd heard that he said something. Yeah. And, you know, I think there are people that have a lot of feelings about sort of how bad this looks. Well, this is also kind of my um I'm I'm sort of interested to see if a anti-Trump or Trump sort of critical caucus emerges. Well, Weld is running. Um, Governor Weld yes. is running. So yeah, he, he, he just announced this week, which yeah. nobody's talking about anymore. No, and nobody <laughs> noticed. Right. Nobody yeah, noticed. His, his timing was uh, yeah debatable on that, but but he's got a he's got a um, he quit on Ed Meese. Mm. William Weld went into Washington, you know, and he was oh, the and, yeah he was the U.S. attorney, and so I was just going to say that, um, and I'll go back to John in two seconds. But the the Weld has a real clean streak, and um, has a lot of integrity. So it'll be interesting right. to see if that contrast does anything. But yeah, it's. I have the Romney statement. Okay. Um, so he says, um, and he posted this on Twitter, uh, it is good news that there was insufficient evidence to charge the president of the United States with having conspired with a foreign adversary or with having obstructed justice. That's not true. Yeah, that's not quite true. But, um, yeah. the, the alternative would have taken us through a wrenching process with the potential for constitutional crisis. The business of government can move on. Even so, I am sickened by the, uh, at the extent and pervasiveness of dishonesty and misdirection by individuals in the highest office in the land, including the president. I am also appalled that, among other things, fellow citizens working in a campaign for president welcomed help from Russia, including information that had been illegally obtained and that none of them acted to inform American law enforcement and that the campaign chairman was actively promoting Russian interests in Ukraine. Reading the report is a sobering revelation of how far we have strayed from the aspirations and principles of the founders. And quote, that is nothing. It means nothing. That he said it. Yeah. It's so, it's, it's pure Romney. It's bland. It mean, it's, it, it, it's just uh, empty outrage. Yeah, there's no action. Outrage. There's no action item in there no, that right. I heard. And yeah. that's what I'm yeah. waiting to see. Is yeah, there going to be action? Because yeah. I, you know, there was always this question. I think a lot of re- sort of moderate, you know, even liberal Republicans, because they do still do exist. There's one in the studio with us right now. One might say, um, <laughs> careful, like, careful now. <laughs> well, well, yeah. Let's let's not let's not point any fingers here. But you know, um, but we're sort of cowed into silence, or at least felt it strategic. To kind of because Trump became so popular and became such People a people are afraid of him. Populist. Well, they're afraid of him. They're afraid of his base too. Yeah. Republic. You know, Republicans who need to get elected. We don't really want to get of death threats. And you know what? Sometimes he he like publishing um, Lindsey Graham's cell phone number. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's yeah. video of uh, Representative Omar. 
on his Twitter, that video. Yeah. Um, oh, yes, cutting in oh, the... Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. So 9/11. people are afraid because he's perfectly willing to... And that is, you yeah. know... He's that, a bully. He's, you yeah. Know. And twi- and he's An effective found, bully for some reason. Right, yeah. He's he's found in Twitter um, the perfect medium for his, you know, for his style yeah. of kind of bombast and intimidation. Um, and it's... And, I'm, you know, but if his star falls low enough, as with any... As in any political party, others will, you know, probably see an opportunity there. I don't know that this is that moment. It doesn't feel and like it. It really, yeah, I don't think it's, I th- there's an opportunity cost here for, uh, like, looking at, uh, you know, sort of from the liberal left perspective is that this has really been hyped in a lot of places and to kind of embarrassing degrees to some, you know. Yeah. Y- I mean, the kind of aesthetic of, I, I think a lot of people were hoping for a West Wing style like moment where, you know, he gets frog marched out of the yep. the Oval Office or something. That's clearly not going to happen. It's doubtful, even if there was stronger evidence that that would happen, um, just because of the political realities and the fact that, you know, the Senate is, Mitch McConnell is probably willing to, to stick by him, at least for his own skin. And I think that has sort of prevented Democrats from articulating a um, a kind of counter strategy to Trump that doesn't rely on this report um, in terms of like pol- like what they want to do for politics, like they what they what they want the their port. policies yeah. to be, what like how they want to what they want their populist message to be. Because I think it's there's one thing that's been clear: it's that they desperately need one. Well, and they're struggling, um, I think, with some of the factions. I have two yes. questions I want answered. Okay, one of them's kind of rhetorical. Why <laughs> did Putin get his copy of the report before I got mine? <laughs> Just a question. He has one, <laughs> and two. Um, I heard, and I don't know if this is a factoid, so I'm going to say it out loud, and maybe we can sort through it, because um, that there were four states mm. that the Trump uh, campaign let the Russians know that we needed help with. The Republicans needed help right. with, not we, not me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and those were the four states that Hillary barely lost. And I thought that somebody said that was in the report on sort of one of the NPR stations oh, or okay. C-SPAN. Um, and, and so I want to sort out whether that's true or not. Were there four states? I can't, yeah. There was, uh, in the report, the um, in the summary, there there was mention about uh, how um, one of the campaign people, when they were meeting with one of the um, the Russian operatives, uh, they, they mentioned um, their... They needed help in four states. They, they were. They mentioned that they they were weak in in, in some Midwest states. Yeah. Uh, so that that might have that might have been what I heard. That yeah. was yeah. Thank and you for that because it was just sort of one of those things that's kind of a showstopper for me. Right. Because them reaching out to the Russians to help them in four states where they needed help, to me that's conspiracy. But yeah, I mean, well, and this is the thing. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of arrows pointing <laughs> towards the place where conspiracy would be but not that it's just redacted yeah. there you um, can't it's, see it's it redacted. Yet. <laughs> so in the in the summary separately on on august 2nd 2016 trump campaign chairman paul manafort met in new york manafort. with uh his longtime business associate constantine constantine kilimnik uh who the fbi assesses to have ties with russian intelligence they did they they dis- um, among other things, they discussed the status of the Trump campaign and Manafort's strategy for winning Democratic votes in Midwestern states. 
months before that meeting, Manafort had caused inter- had caused internal polling to be shared with Kilimnik, Kilimnik, and the sharing continued for some period at, of time after their August meeting. Yeah, hmm. see, that's pretty. In- that's pretty right. Indictable stuff from a layperson's perspective. The, getting help. That's they, asking for help and getting it mm-hmm. and having it be successful. It's not really. Unless the, uh, I mean, I didn't go specifically into the, but from my reading, body, it's, yeah. it's basically if it, he has a business associate who the F, who the FBI says has ties to, to um, Russian intelligence, but the, but on his face, he's a, a business guy. It's a business associate. Uh, Manafort is saying, ah, we, here's. What do you think about this? Yeah. Because Klimenik uh, also was a political person in in Ukraine and Russia. Yeah. So they who they were who he worked with, uh, because Manafort was an op, uh, did political um, yeah. work in in the Ukraine. Um, so sharing sharing that with with nothing Klimnik, of value. Sharing them with that that with Klimnik can be seen as as slightly innocent. Um, like you said before, uh, from what I'm seeing, th- probably Russia was like, hey, do you want help? And the Trump campaign was like, I like ice cream. And then that's that's pretty much <laughs> it. Like they didn't they like they probably were offering help and they just didn't pick up on it. That's right. just why, that's why that's what it seems like to me. Yeah. And see, I think they obscured and obstructed and didn't I'm respond sure to questions and like. Yeah, and the way Manafort's that Trump's pretty good at it. Yeah. One thing is the way that Trump communicates is it, he doesn't give directives. He well, he never finishes that, yeah. the sentence. Exactly, <laughs> brilliant. No. Yeah, I, no, I, like, I, part of me wanted, part of me thinks that's just him, the way his brain works. And but maybe it's also a learned tactic because it's kind of salesman esque. It's like you know you just kind of riff and riff and riff, <laughs> and you never you don't say anything that can you sort can be like held to. Saturday Night um, Live. I can't think of the character that always. Uh, never quite finishes her sentence but yeah it could be yeah that is Um, definitely a learned um a learned uh way of speaking and uh, and that is that has been developed throughout his life and you can um i remember interviews with him uh like on lifestyles the rich and famous and stuff you know where he finished his sentence where he actually finished his sentences where he where he actually spoke um in a different way but i think over the past like how over his life he probably learned how to speak like Stream that from of his consciousness dad. He never... probably uh, figured out um, how to speak like that with with his cronies and everything like that. And and that now we're here. He's like seventy. Right. Is he seventy or seventy seven six? I mean, he's he's up there. I don't yeah. remember. He, I mean, he's, he's in his seventy. So that's so that's he's like older than Hillary in, by two years, I think. Yeah. Something. So yeah. um, so he's like seventy two, I think. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't matter. So that's ingrained in him right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how he talks now. Well, in real estate moguls, you never use your own money, and he yeah. he does that to a T too. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, it's like it's also like when you're prosecuting drugs or something. It, usually, the kingpin isn't going to be in the same room because you know they'll and have their own no connecting, to it. Yeah, yeah. You know, and they'll they'll go legit. We, that's we, right. We're we're coming up on a break. Oh, but, neutrality. <laughs> um, well, we we've got a bunch of things to get into, um, but uh, after in the second half of the program. But first, we've got to do some brief uh, station announcements and keep the FCC happy. So we'll be right back on civil politics on Valley Free Radio. This is Valley Free Radio. 
this is Ruthie from Pedal People with a public service announcement. If you frequent downtown Northampton or Florence and you pass by the recycling and trash bins on the street, the public ones, I'm here to let you know that cups are not recyclable. No plastic cups, no paper cups, no styrofoam cups, no clear cups, red cups, blue cups, yellow cups, no insulated cups. Because if you put cups in the recycling bin, it means either I pick them out or someone at the sorting facility picks them out in Springfield, or it contaminates the whole load too much that the whole load is considered trash. Or if you can just bring your own cup all together and not have disposable cups, that'd be even better. Thanks for listening, and thanks for your cooperation. For the best in electro, new wave, funk, and dance, tune in to Subculture, Friday nights from 8 to 10 p.m. Listen from your computer, iPad, or phone by tuning in to valleyfreeradio.org. Subculture, Friday nights, here on WXOJ. I'm Rachel Maddow with the Pioneer Valley Planning Commission and the Franklin Regional Council of Governments for Valley Free Radio. Reminding you that legally, bicycles are vehicles and bicyclists have the same rights and responsibilities and should observe the same rules as motorists. For more information on bicycle rights and safety, go to www.massbike.org. The Forbes Library staff would like to remind you of the incredible resource that you have in your local public library. We have tens of thousands of books for you to check out, music CDs, movies, newspapers from around the region, the state, and the country. We have a wide variety of magazines and free computer and internet access every day. We also have our incredible reference services there to help you answer particularly vexing problems. All of this is free, locally available at 20 West Street in Northampton. So come by and check us out in person or at www.forbeslibrary.org or call 587-1011 for more information. Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. Join me, DJ Vinyl Scratch, on the warm heart of Africa. From Cape Town to the Congo, Marrakesh to Mogadishu, and to the New World and beyond, we explore the best in pop music from Africa and the Afro diaspora all across the globe. Once again, that's 7 to 9 p.m. every Wednesday, only on Valley Free Radio. get the flu. My kids don't need more shots. I don't have time. We're all healthy. My asthma's under control. I'm pregnant. I've had the flu. It's not a big deal. My kids are too old for flu. The media is exaggerated. I can fight it naturally. No matter how you build your excuses, the flu can blow your house down. Keep your foundation strong. Vaccinate. Learn more at flu.gov. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. And we're back here on Civil Politics on Valley for Radio, WXOJLP, Northampton, 103.3 FM. I am still Stefan Ward-Wheaton, um, executive producer and uh, occasional <laughs> lurker. Dropper, occasional <laughs> lurker. You know, they just pick me up off the street every few months. And, you keep us um, honest when we go yeah. wailing off the rails. Well, I'm, and I'm here filling <laughs> in for... That was my job. Oh, yeah. Well, you do it real time. He does it sort of the longer I, term. I see stream. how it is. I, I freelance. I see how it is. It's fine. Um, it's okay. <laughs> Justice on the board, and um, and Sue Timberlake here filling in weekly, um, representing my our, Republican Party. Yes, exactly. As a, as our representative of the right word side of things, we've been. Um, Can I? I know this. Your Republican Party is it? 
Is it Republican? Well, we're no, very no. Fr- is it your Republican Party? Yes, it is. Okay, just I, I just it, <laughs> yeah. it was an interesting turn of phrase. I, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, it, it is because it's changed a lot. Oh, it's and it's very fragmented, and mm-hmm. there's you know we have our share of crazies. Okay, one that's might a, even be at the top. Way of looking but, at it, so I just want to. Sorry. Yeah, we like to get you on the record <laughs> yeah. so often for that. Oh, is that um, going to replay yeah. over and over? <laughs> well, yeah, we well, do we have a replay every every Monday at four p.m. <laughs> yes, we do. For radio, and if you go to civilpoliticsradio.com, there will be a uh, streaming podcast and links to the podcast where you can download of this episode that you can play over and over and over again, Sue. <laughs> to your heart's content. Oh yes, yeah. we, there's going to be a sound file. Maybe someone <laughs> wants to make a supercut. I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna have to disguise my voice from here on out. You know may, that that might be a thing that someone could do. See, that's what Trump does. If, if any of us run, are move on to run for office or or We're assume doomed. a public uh, life after this, this oh, is God, there's gonna be no. so much We're, good stuff here. Yeah, I can't doomed. wait. Totally um, doomed. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, but no. we, yeah, yeah. Perish the thought. We um, we we spent the first uh, half of the hour talking about the Mueller report. I'm sure first of well one rather one of many installments on this show and many others. So um, you know if if you haven't quite gotten your fill, just stay tuned next Send week. I'm question. sure there will be more. Yeah, yeah. and and you can uh, quick reminder um, we are at Civil Politics FM on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Civil Politics Radio. And uh, you can also email us, civilpoliticsradio at gmail.com. And again, that, um, oh, no, excuse me, civilpoliticsradio at valleyfreeradio.org. Um, we've got that fancy VFR-branded uh, uh, address. <laughs> it's all right. I'm, 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 I'm a little too into my notes. I'm Ron Burgundy over here. <laughs> yeah. And uh, www.civilpoliticsradio.com, again, is that blog link where we have those past episodes. So... Um, get at us at all the ways you like. Yeah. Um, and if you have a question for next week, you know we'll we'll try yeah. and answer it if we can. So sure, we can, or at least we'll put our minds together and see. What the... So um, we're moving on here a little bit. I, well, maybe I guess I'm sort of you know. Um, You're an expert on coming the... off of our own. Yeah, we. I, I did want to touch on the net neutrality uh, um, issue, which has been my hobby horse because it's uh, part of my working life. I uh, work with Free Press, an organization that uh, concentrates on consumer advocacy in media policy and tech policy nationwide. They're based here locally in Western Mass. And of course, I speak for myself, not as a representative of Free Press, but I do work quite a bit on net neutrality, and it's an interesting issue of mine. Um, Yeah, there's a big breakthrough this week, and it got sort of swallowed up by the end of last week. End of, yeah, last week, but um, we, it, Essentially, uh, a, a bill in the House um, authored by Mike Doyle, of uh, Pitts, a representative from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, who's been quite a champion of this issue. It, this bill seeks to reinstate um, the Title II rules, as they were called, which, are, which were the rules that um, classify Internet traffic and Internet communications as... Um, as protect, protected as a de facto public utility, not as an actual utility, but, um, but 
uh, receiving the same protections as, for example, uh, telephone calls and other older forms of communication under the 1934 Communications Act. That These are the um, protections that were voided by Ajit Pai's FCC back in December 2017. And this bill is the first breakthrough that the pro-net neutrality side, um, including me, has had to get those protections back. And this bill is critical because it not only reinstates those protections, it actually reinvests the FCC with um, basically uh, powers of the cop on the beat for overseeing and regulating telecommunications companies that handle internet traffic and that vend out uh, internet service to as as ISPs, Comcast, Verizon, AT&T, etc., which um, the FC part when the FCC voided those those protections, they also basically kind of um, threw their hands up and said, "Well, we're not gonna we're not gonna regulate this. This isn't really our bailiwick." Which absurd. It's the Federal Communications Commission, <laughs> but that was their argument, and they kicked so, it over to the Federal Trade Commission. Um, so no one really regulates it exactly, right? Or- well, right. This is the thing. It it leaves it um, the FTC uh, where it ended up also said that they didn't want to do it and that they weren't they weren't prepared to sort of take on the scope of duties that it would require so it leaves it in essentially kind of regulatory limbo which is exact which is great companies love oh they love it don't they yeah that's that's an ideal situation but since if this bill was passed it passed in the house obviously it moves on to the senate now um if it was fully passed as an act of congress it would supersede um, any decision made internally by the FCC. So the FCC would not be able to do what they did already once again and again decide to sort of offload that authority and those protections. Because, of course, Congress... Congress would decide. Right. Yeah. Congress, according to the Constitution, has higher, you know, basically outranks um, federal regulatory agencies. So this is... It's a great... It, it really is kind of every... You know, gets everything back that we wanted and needed and um now of course there is a difficulty because it's coming up in the senate where the republicans as we uh, said in the first half of the program have a still have a majority and a strengthened majority i think it's 53 to 47 or 53 to 46 with the independents and um, obviously, the independents that we have in the House are caucusing with the Democrats, so yeah. they're de facto Democrats for the purposes of this. Angus King of Maine. Angus King and Bernie Sanders. Um, Both favor so, neutrality, from yes. what I understand. So. And um, just about... There's 54 seats in the Senate. 54? 54. Okay, there you go. Plus and, the vice president. Well, right. And the vice president is the tiebreaker if it gets there. Um, now, I should point out that Last year, as I remember quite clearly, because I spent a lot of time on this, um, we had attempted to pass a uh, uh, what's called a Congressional Review Act measure, which is Congressional Review Act is is a mechanism uh, to recap for folks who are new to this. It's a mechanism that I think was um, created in the 1990s as a piece of legislation that allows Congress to essentially... Um, call balls and strikes, if you will, on what regulatory agencies, federal regulatory agencies do. So 
um, for you know, for example, so if the FTC or FCC or another um, EPA says like lead's, that, lead's okay in your water, Congress it, can yes. say no, it's not. Exactly, um, and it's and it was sort of designed as an extra measure of oversight. So there there was a CRA, CRA measure that was very similar to the one that is now a full bill or that just passed in the House that essentially sought to stay and prevent the FCC's um, Dereg. deregulation from going through because there was a it basically had a, a period of like six or seven months before it actually took effect from the time when Ajit Pai signed the signed the order um, that passed in the Senate with again a Senate majority of, of Republicans last year Did Trump we, veto it? Um, well, it never got there because at that time the House, of course, was already Republican, Republican yep, and the yep. House proved to be a much harder battle for a lot of reasons, some of which are procedural, some of which is just because the House tends to be a more lockstep. Um, so it was actually the Senate where we had more luck last year, and a lot the senators who crossed over, I believe, were Senator Murkowski of Alaska, Senator uh, Susan Collins of Maine, and Senator John Kennedy of Louisiana, who was... Oh, in, that's an interesting yeah, one. Yeah, he was an interesting, and I, I personally lobbied his state quite a lot, so I was, pr- I was pretty proud of that one. I like to think I did a little something out of, um, for that. Um, but he, he ended up being favorable to it. I think it was helped by the fact that, um, for a lot of reasons, it wasn't as high profile at the time so or you could vote on it and there, not get caught kind of i or? think so and it also like the um the anti-net neutrality forces didn't rally against it and didn't or and didn't seem to really have time to do it um they later were able to do it in the house which is why it, it stopped short of getting to the floor of the house um, which which was the battle um, because again this is this is a procedural issue you need to be able to get it to the floor of the house for a vote and if you don't do it within a certain time period after it passes one chamber of Congress and moves to the other then essentially if you do if you can do it within a time period you can force a vote but if you can't if you can't get enough co signatures and enough support then basically it's up to the house leadership and the house leadership was republicans they 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 wanted nothing to do with it um so it never so, made it out of committee yeah though this is yeah exactly yeah. it's a long story short but essentially i think the senate is um, by the numbers it looks discouraging but um it's uh, it, it's there's more wiggle room there um there's a very small path yeah there is success. a small path yeah. it is it is slight but there it is a possibility right and this and it also i think this serves politically to um to keep net neutrality in the public consciousness and and as a public policy issue that is active and that people should care about because um it's it's a granular enough issue that I think it needs to be raised and raised again as long as we are missing those protections otherwise it will fall off of people's radar especially with all of this other stuff going on oh, yeah. um so easy to get you know out. I was so pleased to see it last week when I saw the little note that said that it that it passed the house I'm like oh my goodness yeah and it, we had people <laughs> signing on Democrats 
signing on as co-sponsors before it got to a vote who had been kind of sidestepping and non-committal last year with the CRA measure oh, interesting. because they sensed that it was the momentum was behind this and that they want they wanted to have their name up there with everyone Going else. Going into 2020. Exactly. So we could feel the winds, you know, at our back on that. Um, so it's, you know, but, you know, you can't savor victory without looking ahead to the next battle. So so we're moving on to the Senate. There's not a clear um, time period for when that vote might take place. A lot of times you don't really know um, when a vote's going to happen until a matter of a few days before it does. And sometimes they take it out strategically to try and kill it. Or, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. you know, tactical adventures so so but do you think that it probably will come up in this uh this session oh i think so yeah um now mitch mcconnell has said it's dead on arrival he's on record as saying this this bill is dead on arrival in the senate so um it's kind of to be expected that he would say something like that um we're i'm i don't have a good uh i don't have a lot of strategy i can sort of lay out that I can talk about right now. It's cool. We um, appreciate just hearing about it. And, yeah. Yeah. It's, but I, I do, you know, Especially this is a hobby months. horse of mine and it's easy, you know, when I've been campaigning and kind of doing organizing on this, I hear a lot of people say, well, it's like, you know, well, well my, my, my cell phone bill like hasn't gone up and I can still get Netflix. And it's, it's the, what you need to keep in mind is the big picture. Yeah is what happened when the oil companies owned everything yeah (laughs) when you lose protections you're not just signing you know you're not just losing what's on you know what you stand immediately to to you know to to have taken away from you it's the precedent it sets for what you allow corporate power in the private sector to govern in your lives and to kill off so that you don't even get the choice yeah and it's exactly, and this is you know I this mean, is cell an phones area should probably that probably be twenty dollars a month at this point. You know, well, if really, you really yeah. did the math, it's it, we're you know um, internet traffic and broadband and um, mobile technologies like like four G, five G that are coming in are uh, they're developing at such a quick rate that it becomes difficult for. Uh, Congress or for other legislative bodies to kind of formulate, you know, really detailed legislative proposals surrounding Especially them. when you have a lot of old folks. Forgive yeah. me for saying that, that they just don't, they don't understand how different 5G is and how it's important and, you right. know. Or why broadband, way. yeah. Some people you know. are saying 6G. <laughs> which doesn't exist. I'm I just want like, to say that doesn't exist. It, no, it the doesn't. The president said that it doesn't exist. And also, okay. like, don't get too excited about how, however many Gs there are, because there's always limitations with mobile technology. How far it goes is the limitation with five G, right? Yeah, and I, I like, I'm a little dense. old fashioned. I trust uh, brick and mortar infrastructure. In this case, meaning actual lines. I would like optical actual... fiber. I'm sort of yeah. <laughs> uh, isn't it interesting how fiber <laughs> has nice. like all. It, it's not. Where is Google Fiber now? They they kind of stalled. Yeah, you know um, where it goes to. About that. Yeah. Google Fiber uh, in, I believe Nashville. Is they that were, where they built it out? They were well. Right. Though they, they were in Nashville, I think they were. Um, they were in a, a few different places. Uh, they were testing out a way to to put in um, to have ground lines. Mm-hmm. So they dug up the sides of roads. Right. Oh, you were telling me. About and this. then, yeah. uh, they're like. Eh, it's not going to work, and then they left. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, they've. This is the problem with Google. They, you know, they they're a little bit scattershot in terms of their investments. Test marketing, in and then they just products. leave the hole in the hole in the road. Yeah, and well, and this happens on the tech side too. So Verizon, so. right next to my house, is putting in a five G microcell, and I'm I went to the public hearing and I was trying to get them to connect me to the optical fiber that comes to the pole right. from Verizon. It's right there. It's yeah. 20 feet from my house and they won't, they won't hook no. me up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's, it was uh, Louisville. <laughs> Louisville, Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah. Louisville, Kentucky. Um, they're going to oh, pay $3.8 million to fix the roads. And they were just, they were just, just like, you were just trying to bounce, Whoops. but they, yeah, they, yeah. Almost four million dollars to fix these. But so five G uses optical fiber as a mm-hmm. network to their devices. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I want it to my house. I don't want to. <laughs> well, and here in Northampton, um, and the, I'm in Northampton. Um, all right. Well, um, but uh, this is also why municipal broadband networks are an excellent local um, alternative. And kind of and and ways for local communities to exercise their own power and agency, and a lot of um, a lot of towns are just around here are, are doing are thinking, really pushing yeah. ahead. East Hampton, uh, my friend Tom Peake, who's been on this show, has been really one of the fourth you know people at the forefront of trying to get East Hampton to. They have a committee that's considering a, bro- a proposal to bring broadband municipal access to East Hampton. Here in Northampton, if you go to um, yeah, northamptonma.net, um, that is the uh, um, portal for and kind of uh, um, site where the Northampton Community Network organizing is happening and to try to bring the it same here thing. yeah and it, the towns cities and towns that had their own electric departments they they actually some of them have yeah. done it yeah but it's holyoke you know, has uh the holyoke oh right uh, they've got their own electric the hydro yeah power. it's business only and i think it only it, it's it's limited but it at least serves as a t- infrastructure template yeah. and you can build it out if you have it and whip city fiber and westfield is actually They've they've done a really good job of it, and again, it's limited. They're building it out slowly, um, but the the proof is in the pudding because you can you end up being able to negotiate better rates for higher service, and you can imp, you can basically require net neutral. You you know you can be the steward of the actual bits. Yeah, yeah. You know you can say no, we're we're not going to accept the artificial throttling or. Mm-hmm tiered uh you know tiered services yeah, the city can put in dark fiber and then subcontract with somebody for content and yeah and you put it right in the contract and yeah. right it's very it's a very interesting time but man what an expense for cities and towns it is that you know it's it's a big lift it's a heavy lift but yeah, it's really it's important be... i think well so. right and in the you know in the absence of of action on the state or national level it you know i think cities and towns do kind of need to lead the way sometimes yeah um, now we're uh, we're coming up on the end of uh, this show. It's man, it's whipped by it quickly. <laughs> and we didn't even talk about Bernie on Fox. I know. Uh, th- we, there's a whole <laughs> other that one whole other realms week. of politics. So, anyways, um, it's great to be back. I've I've enjoyed definitely enjoyed Come back uh, early and often chewing Stay the fat. Back. And <laughs> but uh, next week, I think Michael Dow will hopefully be back as well, so he can he can take his. Uh, his rightful place as King of the Andals and the First Men. And um, uh, subcult... <laughs> that was... Uh, yes, of course, Game of Thrones is back in full swing. I'm certainly watching. I'm sure many of you are, too. 
Um, Subculture with DJ Wendy is up next here on Valley Free Radio, so stay tuned for that. Uh, Thanks for joining us here on Civil Politics every Friday from 7 to 8 p.m. on Valley Free Radio. And thank you, uh, Stefan. Ward of the Wheaton. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's good to be here to represent my house uh, (laughs) tonight. Um, But yes, it's it's, uh, have a a great week and a great life, as I say in my other program. And uh, good night. This show is part of the Planetside Productions Network. For more information, please visit www.planetside.pro. And thank you for listening.